where we watch every episode of the 90s CG cartoon, Beast Wars. I'm Daoud. I'm James. And this week we are watching episode 33, season, uh, episode 7 of season 2, Other Visits, part 2. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, it on aired on February 15th, 1998. Uh, James was correcting me because I forgot to change it in the notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Luckily I remembered that I forgot to change it and looked it up just now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> directed by D- uh, Colin Davies and... Written by Larry Dottilio. Uh Before we get into uh, even the credits of the episode, uh, I wanted to mention something uh, that is... I feel like our audience would kind of care about this. So, um, Stephen Hawking passed away uh, a, a day ago as of this recording. Uh, and I got the alert about 9 o'clock on, uh, on the 13th. Now, yesterday I was subbing for a... Uh, for a math class, and I was like, "Hey, it's 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 Pi Day," and someone says, "Wait, you're telling me Stephen Hawking died on Pi Day?" And I thought, "Oh my God, with the uh, with the time difference, you're right." Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. That's a weird coincidence. Yeah, one of those life's little weird coincidences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two th- Um, what what was it? Uh, so. The pop culture failure recently started uh, doing their Animorphs coverage, and on the first episode, they're actually playing the Beast Wars game. Yes, they are. Which is, uh, which I believe is, uh, like, was a PC and a PlayStation game. It is also not very good, from what I remember. From what I saw of it, it, it was not very good, and I can tell you, it definitely was PC because I saw, uh, or it's not PC, uh, PlayStation because I saw a controller. Not the Animorphs kind of controller, a PlayStation controller. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought I'd have to make that distinction. True. Yeah, we had the PC version, I remember being super slow. We may do a bonus episode at some point covering, like, the various Beast Wars games, because there are a few in varying quality, and a lot of them are fighting games, surprisingly. And the other, uh... What was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't remember, so let's move on. Uh, oh, to tie, weirdly <laughs> to tie it, to tie it back to Transformers, I for, is uh, apparently I didn't watch the last night, but apparently Stephen Hawking was one of the few members who knew his Transformers involvement history and vowed to keep their presence a secret as an order of the Witwickian, which is a very weird thing to read. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, not quite as weird is a. Uh, in Transformers Animated, their version of Professor uh, Perceptor is voiced by a computerized text-to-speech device, and that was in, a, in an homage to uh, Stephen Hawking. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I really need to watch Animated at some point. Yeah. I was just, like, Googling Stephen Hawking on TV, and was like, surely, today, there, surely there is some <laughs> weird connection to Stephen Hawking from Transformers, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> That's cool. Obviously, that is, not the, that is, like, the least important thing he's ever done. But I, I wanted to bring it back around, and maybe. Yeah. Also, but, I just I just realized there actually is a reason to tie animorphs and beast wars together. Yeah, uh, you know, morphing to to animals and back to humanoid forms. Well, also Hasbro made some beast wars toys, or sorry, animorphs toys. Okay. They are horrifying. 
Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said in the second episode, it's a sound that's really gets you. Well, the big problem with them is, is uh, think about when you have a transforming robot. The robot can look kind of weird with some of the parts because the robot doesn't have to look like a real person. What, but mm-hmm. like the animorphs have to kind of look like people, so you have these really weird. They have to like do the weird like kind of like gymnastics to make them look like people, and it fails, and they look like with really boxy torsos and barely hidden animal kibble. Did you purposely make a gymnastic, say gymnastic because of Rachel? I did not, but okay. that's turned into. <laughs> yeah, they are worth looking looking up if you if you have time because they are wild. I think they're actually covered on TF because they are Transformers adjacent. Kind of like I think they have pages for like the Star Wars and like Marvel Transformers they did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, we'll be able to. Uh... We'll go into more depth in this in a couple of weeks because we're actually going to have uh, Sky on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, about two weeks from this recording, or from from this episode, uh, like, <laughs> uh, Sky will, himself will be able to talk about yeah. uh, all the all the different ways Animorphs and Beast Wars tying together. <laughs> so good to like, appear on, on Pop Culture Failure at some point. Who knows? It'll be a great crossover event. Yeah. <laughs> if only we could time it closer together. Alright, so yeah. moving on to the actual uh, people. So, uh, I didn't expect we'd have Colin Davies back so soon. Hmm? Yeah, so uh, this is the fourth or fifth episode that he directs. Uh, last one, I believe, was Aftermath. Yep. And uh, then we, and this episode was written by Lady Dottilio, our uh, old friend, co showrunner, and co story editor. Hmm? Uh, this episode tend to have more significance to the overall plot, which uh, is really the only plot that's uh, matters in this episode because in the end, like, not a lot happens uh, within its own plot. Huh. But this will be the this is the ninth of eleven episodes he writes. The previous one was of the business part one. Yeah, no, he definitely likes the he definitely likes the, like the alien. Yeah. Um. Although I don't think the next two episodes that he writes have much to do about the, with the aliens. Uh, one of them. Definitely does. Uh, one of them doesn't, but one definitely does. Okay. The other, because the last one is other victims. Oh, okay. Yes, that that will definitely that will most certainly have something to do with with the Vok. Hmm. Okay. So uh, let's go move on to the episode itself. So okay. last time on last time on Beast Wars, uh, Tigertron and Airazor were abducted by a plant-based alien weapon, which I realized is actually the perfect trap for Tigertron. Oh. Oh well, yeah, because like he does like in. <laughs> Like uh, nature, and, this, and as mentioned, like the first nature we got to see because uh, the immediate area around the Axelon has been blasted to heck and back again. Yeah. So uh, I actually I did it as a joke about okay. like it's the perfect trap. How did they know? But then I realized, oh my god, that actually that actually might be uh, like a real uh, theory I I can develop. Okay. So my theory is this. Uh, I call it the Blue Man Kuma head cannon. Which okay. I realize now is actually more ironic than I thought it would be because of the Unicron head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the last time the the Vox themselves showed up, they took the image of Unicron, who is a giant head. Uh, and the the Blue Man Kuma head can is basically this. There is a theory that uh, the Metal Hunter this episode didn't try to just destroy the entire planet because of Tigertron, like 
telling the Vok, like, okay, you know, maybe just destroying everything isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. So maybe just grab the Transformers and get them out of here. Uh, so the Blue Man Kuma head cannon is really this, that maybe Tigertron sort of becomes part of the Vok collective. And that's why the Unicron head talked with his voice. And uh, why they knew that a a plant based weapon is a perfect trap for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So time is a flat circle. And yeah. Self fulfilling destiny. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like they use a plant based weapon because they need to have Tigatron taken out of the Beast Wars at this mm-hmm. point in history. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, spoilers for the Vok, but they do sort of exist outside of time. Yeah. This fits. It kind of does. I. I... Can't entirely argue with you on this one. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and then also last time, uh, the Beast Warriors were knocked out by the Metal Hunter uh, putting out an Energon Pulse. Yeah. Uh, we should note, the episode never calls like the alien ship the Metal Hunter, but the scripts call it that, and it's easier than just calling it the alien thing. So we're just going to call it the Metal Hunter. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I thought it was going to be uh, actually named this episode, but it was not. So, uh, the Beast Warriors wake up from Stasis Lock, uh, the Transmetal ones anyways, because apparently, because they did mention that the new Transmetal bodies do give them resistance to, uh, Energon Overload. Yeah. And in fact, we'll find out that it gives them other kind of special capabilities for dealing with the, the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, in fact, the Metal Hunter doesn't react to Megatron at all, and, uh, Transmetals assume it's because the blast used up all its energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wake up, or... Four of the six Maximals wake up, uh, which it should be noted that Quick Strike and Silverbolt also are not just in stasis lock. Uh, so yeah. apparently they were uh, partially transmetalized. Yeah, users count as transmetals for the purposes of this ship. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, what's this? Silver I mean, they're Bolt's... definitely on different product SKUs, but the show doesn't have to worry about that. No, it does not. Uh, Silverbolt's like. Eagle claws do like the place where his eagle foot would be does look actually kind of transmetal. So and uh, quick quick strike is very much uh, easily identified as uh, transmetal looking. Mm-hmm. So I I'm willing to believe it. Yeah. And so uh, Francis puts up his reflective web uh, slash shield, which you can really just think of it like that. It's just a bounce back shield. Yeah, it's it's the stuff that they were like sticking in the ground in the it, at the end of last episode. Yeah, so my question is so this was created to pacify whatever alien thing was about to come down. It I it wouldn't have actually done a lot if they weren't transmetals. True, like uh list is definitely playing some like three dimensional places. Like I definitely know what these aliens are going to do, even though like they're catching us by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, after the web's up, Megatron uh, pulls out the alien disc and op- and taps one of the symbols, uh, which opens up the Metal Hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shidor and Silverbolt uh, take Rhinox and Dinobot back to the Axelon to, to put him in the R chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Transmetal Predacons, uh, which is uh, really just tra- Megatron and uh, Tarantulus at this point. Yeah. Like they're they're going inside and they see a big round chamber, look at each other, then realize, oh, there's probably booby traps here. The 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 Vok are kind of known for this, so they just Megatron just kicks uh Quick Strike into the yeah. room. Yeah, both he and Tarantulas look at each other and just like kick him out in the air. 
Like, it's, this is one of the few things they can agree upon. We did forget, like, a good exchange where uh, Ratchet and Optimus Primal kind of kind of left behind, like, Ratchet's like, oh man, looks like we lost this one big time. We lose when we quit, and I'm not ready to quit. I hate it when he does that, when he talks like that. <laughs> this episode had a lot of good moments between those two. Yeah, and uh, I'll point it out more, like, you know, you also kind of see an evolution of their uh, characters from, like, the from, like, the uh, first episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, once again, Tarantulas thinks that the, the, uh, they're not getting attacked, be- or Quickstrike gets booted into the room, nothing happens, so Tarantulas assumes that their beast modes make them invisible to the, the box scanners, mm-hmm. which uh, I believe Max says, well, I'm not hiding, so he transforms, and nothing happens. Uh, so, uh, Tarantulas hacks into the Metal Hunter systems, yeah. Which opens up a console with a spot for the alien disc. Yeah. He theorizes that the fact that they are transmetalized actually made them immune to, like, the Vox sensors. Uh, uh, Megatron says that his, uh, his, uh, I believe that was his working theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says we've become something else, and I think Tarantula says we're, we've been become more like them. Which, okay. If. I, I don't know how you assume to know that, uh, Tarantulas, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he, Megatron goes up to the console, with, uh, gives the disc a kiss, <laughs> and puts it on there. Yep. <laughs> He's playing the slots. Yeah, and then <laughs> it gets zapped with light, and to which Tarantulas is like, this is probably fine, <laughs> and goes away and starts working on more of the chip. <laughs> Uh, outside, uh, Rattrap blows up the web with two charges on opposite sides. Uh, Tarantulas and Quickstrike hear the rac- ruckus and go outside to stop them. Which Quickstrike's like, wait, we can't just leave him here. He's like, ah, he'll be fine. He's just, yeah. he's okay. He's, like, there's not really much we can do for him anyways. Yeah. We also do get a, I kind of miss when this came off, where Rattrap's like, you do realize this web's the only thing that's keeping that alien locker quiet. Rattrap's like, blow it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bit of like under the radar into you end up. What? Okay. Let's move on then. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, I, I did like that uh, the Maximals have their own theories about why the Metal Hunter's not doing anything. Uh, so Megs is kind of just, you know, groaning and screaming in pain from the from this energy light, I guess you could call it. Uh, so a control chair just comes down and Megatron's voice for most of the rest of the episode has a, has a nice reverb to it. Yeah. So, uh, the Meg- uh when, uh, outside Rattrap says, so now what? You expect Megas to invite us in for tea and cookies? Uh, that's when Quickstrike and Tarantula start shooting at them. And yeah. Rattrap says, well, not that I couldn't use a snack. Yeah. yeah. At this point, uh, they try to approach ship in like the most... Badass, but also kind of ridiculous way, where Optimus goes into, like, hoverboard mode, Rattrap comes on back, and Primal approaches, like, using the maces to deflect, like, the energy bolts being shot at him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they start shooting, uh, Rattrap says, that's not the kind of party I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Optimus transforms onto his hoverboard and says, well, let's go mingle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a big... Normally, he, uh... He, Normally, Rattrap would just tell him to go by himself. He doesn't want to get shot. 
Uh, but he j- he just pulls out his own gun and says, "Ran right behind your big buddy," and jumps on the hoverboard. Yep. Again, like a rat trap who is a bit less of a coward and you know just willing to let his leader like hang out to dry. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> as they're shooting and. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Optimus is deflecting energy bullets with maces. Yep. Uh, uh, Quick Strike says that jar-headed gorilla don't know when to lay down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what I heard, at least. No, that's right. He did say that, but it's a very... It's a very Quick Strike line. (laughs) Uh, As they're... uh, (laughs) As once again, Optimus is deflecting energy bolts with maces, yeah. which I'm going to not, never get tired of saying that sentence. Mm-hmm. But Metal Hunter powers up, uh, blasts away the Maximals, and raises all the Beast Wars in the area, uh, except for Rat Trap, into the air. And then the side of it morphs into Megatron's face, huh? which I'm like, wow, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Beast Machines, uh, uh, Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, thank you. Foreshadowing for this. Yeah. Apparently Megatron likes having giant versions of his head, which does actually seem, does actually track. Yes. Uh, glad to know the creators of Beast Machines, like, actually watched this show. So, uh, Megatron uh, tell, just drops Tarantulas because now that they've now that yeah. he's achieved control of the of the ship, he doesn't need him anymore. <laughs> he just like very unceremoniously drops him to the ground. Tarantulas uh, probably should have seen that coming. Yeah, uh, he revives the rest of the Predacons and teleports out where the to where the alien disc was found. Uh, and then here's where we get Rhinox is sick of waking up in the R chamber. Yeah, which uh, like I said, this off mic, he's just turning into Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. Uh, Rat Trap and Tarantulas are, uh, or they pick up Rat Trap and Tarantulas approaching the Axelon. Yeah, yeah Rat Trap is, yeah, Rat Trap is bringing a uh, friend over to the Axelon. Question mm-hmm. mark. Uh, after they teleported, after the Pedicon teleported where the disc was found, Megatron sends Waspinator and Inferno to car- to on an important mission. Which turns out they're just carrying something back. Uh, Waspinator not think this job's so important. Every job for the royalty is important. And but major suck up. Yeah, we find out later that they're carrying uh trans warp cells for reasons that'll become a bit more obvious in a bit. Yeah. So this is actually my next note. Uh Ratrap is he's legitimately concerned for Optimus and he brought Tarantulas because he knows he's their best shot to get him back. Yeah. Cause no because unlike a lot of other times when they capture protocols like, no no, we should give them fair treatment. The fair shit, like Dinobot and, like, Rhinox are very, like, and even in Cheetor, like, willing to just, like, end Tarantulas right then and there. Presumably realizing, like, of all, like, the Preds, Tarantulas is the least trustworthy of them all, and that probably includes Megatron. Yeah, I thought with all those little, uh, minions he has, he, he'd probably be able to take over the ship, uh, if huh? they take, take their eyes off of him for a second. Yeah. So that's actually when uh, Rhinox gives Tarantulas uh, control of the scanners, and they find out that they're carrying yeah. that Waspinator and Inferno are carrying transwarp cells. Yeah. Tarantulas also immediately complains about their scanner systems. Like, didn't you learn anything from the alien disc? <laughs> we learned where all the installations are, you big dumbass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of us aren't obsessed with the, the aliens. Yeah, which 
I'm still I still think there's a second reason why he's uh, so obsessed with them. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll get into that when we actually talk uh, when we actually talk about the Vox origin, which at that yeah. point I think we can talk about one of Tarantos's origins, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll probably end up talking about both. Yeah. Uh, so Megatron plans to use the Metal Hunter to conquer Cybertron, which, you know, I honestly thought that, you know, we can talk about it when we get to the Vox origin, but, uh, I, I don't, I, I have a theory that this thing wasn't meant to be a weapon, but, uh, uh, so Maximals come in on an assault for the Metal Hunter, and at one point Megatron remarks, there's too many. And you were planning to conquer an entire planet with this thing? Yeah, I do. This is I, this is admittedly where I kind of wonder if, like, some of their more ambitious plans for the episode may have been squashed a bit from budgetary concerns. Because you think it would be, like, 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 or at least, like, you know, firing lasers and stuff. And, like, maybe mm-hmm. they're, they're doing, like, you know, it's the Death Star thing where, like, it's lasers, but, like, they're going too fast to track. And that's why they have to send out the Predacons. I just want some freaking shark decons with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which at least shark decons have, anyways. But yeah. Also, <laughs> we also we uh, also uh, uh, if I don't want to know if we really mentioned it is uh is well uh, Megatron is bragging to Optimus. He tells him like, oh, he isn't just going to use it to like conquer Cybertron. He's also going to take it to like convince the Predacon Alliance to like. So, to get them to like go onto the full rampage and convince them that conquest is the only way. So yeah, name dropping the concept of you know because I don't think we've really the show's really talked about like who actually leads the Predacons. Like other than the fact Megatron is in fact a rebel from and doesn't necessarily represent their opinion. So yeah, s- stick a pin sure. in that concept because we will be revisiting it before the end of this season. Yeah. Uh. The short version is the Predacons aren't quite as as uh, monolithic as the the Maximals probably think they are. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as the as the Maximals are basically just distracting the uh, the Predacons, Trantor sneaks into the base with Rat Trap, uh, so the Maximals ease off their attack. Uh-huh. Uh, Megatron warps out, but but is is trying to warp out to get the Cybertron. Uh-huh. But uh, Rat Trap spoils his fun and frees Optimus. Yeah, no, there's like a good moment where like Rat Trap like takes shots like you miss is like did I? <laughs> and <laughs> and Optimus like busts free. Yeah. <laughs> and busts I, free I just and like that kind of bu- trope of where you're just like like you missed, did I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time I ever saw that trope was in Wild Wild West. <laughs> it's like after all that you missed. Like, actually, I didn't. <laughs> I, don't, I remember that one. I, I don't know if that's the first time where I saw that trope. I mean, the movie came out in the like, late 90s, so I was pretty young yeah. when I saw it. Uh, so, <laughs> Primal and Megatron both go into Beast Mode and play Air Chicken. Yeah, we get a, we get a, like, we got Monkey T-Rex fight, round two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, while they're fighting, uh, Optimus tells him to stop the warp, the teleport sequence, which he doesn't. Ratchet doesn't know how to do that, so he said, "Just shoot the chair." 
Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it usually um, works. Yeah, I mean, you don't know, you don't know how to start the big giant weapon and destroy the console. Yeah. So, um, as the countdown is happening, because it's going to blow up, uh, assumedly, uh, Transfer downloaded something from it. I think he called it Data Track Viron. Uh-huh. Which, I, you know, just because of the name, I thought maybe he was uploading a virus to it. I assume he's trying to download like, information about the alien disc that he's been denied up to this point because he hasn't had direct access to the disc and Black Arachnia wouldn't give him the data. That would be my assumption. Mm. Uh, yeah, so he... Well, once he's got it, he turns into motorcycle mode and just hightails it out of there. They almost turned into quick strike for a second there. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, Rajab, Optimus, and Megatron both all leave and the Megatron warps out. Uh, kind of the same way it came. I'm assuming they just reversed the animation for yeah. it teleporting down. Yeah, I assume like like the quantum the quantum cell like, cells that like got in there overloaded because I think they were down over by where uh, Tarantulas was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it went back into Vox space. Huh. Yeah. So after it's blown up, uh, Cheetor asks, "What about Tigertron and Airazor?" Which I like that they're keeping this emotional thread going. That like these are two people he really cared about. Yeah, uh, you know, honestly, uh, assuming he didn't know about their relationship, I wonder how he would have felt about it. Huh. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but anyways. I mean, I, I just, just going by his individual relationships with the two of them, I think he would have been, I think he would have been happy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Optimus just tells him if their sparks are online, we'll find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kind of will, but kind of won't. But that, but that, that's our season. Yes. Uh, so, like we said, uh, there's a lot of, like, this episode showed a lot of uh, evolution between Rattrap and Optimus' relationship. Yeah. Yeah, we get, uh, uh yeah, Meg- Megatron's ambitions kind of grow. This is, this is a lot more than, like, you know, season one Megatron, and we just, like, the goal be, like, get this Energon thing. Uh, the, also, this is, is this the last we see the gold, the alien disc? I think it might be. Because it was still on there when it uh, when it left. Yeah. That might be uh, the last one the alien disc. Uh, yeah, no, like, that's definitely the... Yeah, that's definitely the last time we see it. We see it, although, again, I uh, find out later that Tarantulas managed to, down- to get some of the data in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think that's the last we're gonna see the physical disc, and it's a very kind of focused episode. Yeah, not a lot of like actual plot. It does contribute to the over like the overarching plot of the series, but itself, not a lot happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. things are gonna be getting wild though. Uh, not not to do the next episode preview just yet. We're coming down to the. Yeah, like the second half, we're gonna be coming into the second half of season. Well, we're already into the second half of season two, where things get super intense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're. I think this is seven. I, I think we're officially in the second half now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah episode so seven out of thirteen. Yeah. So six and a half would be the half halfway point. So we're officially now in the second half in the. Back half of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, that's all we got for the episode. So, uh, there's no character spotlight uh, again this week. 
But we move on to the golden disc. Uh, we did have some interaction with Janine. Uh, so last episode, I did kind of purposely uh, do do a little quiet shout out for her. Uh, the episode she's going to be, she'll be guesting on. She said she wanted to be on for uh, specifically for the Black Arachnia Silverbolt moments, which uh, ship name uh, Blackbolt. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's better than Silver Arachnia. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she wanted to be on for the Black Bolt moments. Uh, and she said, yes, my ship is on the kindling stage with Cannon, uh, at least on one side, checking out the other. I forgot my girl, VA, took out uh, took the first shot. Get it, girl? <laughs> uh, which uh, I told her, like, yeah, I was, I was kind of shouting you out right there. And she's actually started watching along now, and uh, she kind of picked the best episode for her fangirl heart. Yeah. Uh I thought we had something else uh for the golden disc. Uh I want to give a shout out to uh at Bloody Luigi on uh Bloody sorry, Bloody Waluigi on Twitter. So I was like noticed in like hasn't hasn't commented, has been like a lot of our tweets. If you got like a shout out for us, like, hey, just hit us up. Don't be shy. Have they been Unless you are like okay, terribly yes. shy, like and uh, I feel bad for like calling you out. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, actually, I am, uh, we are, okay, so we're now caught up to the beginning of season two, uh, for our, our visual guides. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't, if you guys aren't watching along, um, and, but you want to see some of the stuff, uh, best way to check it out, because honestly, there's, like we've mentioned countless times on this show, there's not a lot of legal ways to watch this, this show. Yeah, put it back on Netflix, you cowards. Ah, come on. I mean, come on! You're you're about to in a year's time. You're gonna own the toy rights of uh, for Power Rangers, and your the series is gonna be called Beast Morphers. How is this not a good time to put it up? Yeah, at least put it on Hulu. Yeah. That's uh, like a bunch of bad Whatever. I I want to. We're making our jobs harder. <laughs> you're making well, you're not making our jobs harder. You're making it harder for us to get an audience. That too. Which is which is kind of worse. <laughs> so, uh, that's all for the Golden Disc. Uh, yeah. so I started. Uh, James, who is your MVP? Uh, I'm going to go with Rat Trap. He gets to do a lot. He has, he, like, he, like, he can get a lot of character development. I'm, like, not, like, wanting to, like, I'm wanting to, like, take an active role and try to save Optimus. Having to uh, deal with Tarantulas. I kind of wish we got a bit more of something trying to be, like, you know, good cop, bad cop being together, but like Tarantula, once they actually get inside, Tarantula literally just ditches him. Because he cares more about the alien stuff than Optimus. So I guess he technically doesn't betray them, which is like somewhat considerate of him. He doesn't betray them, he no. does, in a way, take advantage of them. Oh no, he definitely takes advantage of them. But yeah. he doesn't, like, you know, like, shoot, shoot Rat Trap in the back as soon as he, like, leaves them or something. I mean, clearly his his main goal was to get inside to get the alien data, and this was just a convenient way to get in there. But like, he didn't like move them over or anything. <laughs> what if he was in uh, motorcycle mode as he was driving by and he clips the rat trap? <laughs> yeah, he peels out of there real quick <laughs> once he has the data. <laughs> uh, so, uh, my MVP is that is a, is also rat trap. I was at one point considering giving it to Optimus, but he kind of. 
turns into a damsel in distress. I mean, that's fine. He, he does seem to he does seem to get that a lot with like alien plots. Yeah. Once again, he's kind of like tied up a weird web thing. Uh, okay, so off mic, we were talking about stuff. One of the things that came up with Sao. Unfortunately, as far as the aliens are concerned, he's sort of the sort of the Asuna. <laughs> I'm un, I'm unhappy. I ha- my mind made that connection. Ugh. Especially considering how the way he met the the, the Vok the first time. Yep. Yeah. That's all we're gonna go into Sao because yeah. I could go off on that. Yeah. No. We, yeah. This we we talked about that for like a good fifteen minutes off my before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so those are our MEBs. Uh, next episode preview, or unless you had something more to say. No, I think I got more to say. Okay. Uh, yeah. So our next episode preview: an oversized stasis pod reveals the secrets of Protoform X in Bad Spark. In which case, we'll have kind of the reason uh, James and I were knew each other to start this podcast, Dick Mason. Yes. Yes, print like. Prince of Podcasting and, like, owner of a McElroy of podcasts. Yeah. For our listeners that aren't in that Venn, middle, uh, Venn diagram of listening to us and Jake and Josh, uh, J- uh yes, m- multiple of podcasts is M- McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd be shocked if there's people who, do, who, like, listen to our podcast but not have heard of, like, the McElroys. I mean... I hadn't. And I I didn't hear of, I didn't know who the McElroys were until I started listening to the Morphin Grid. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> because like that's a different corner of the podcasting internet that than I used to inhabit. I used to be more in the comics podcast side of things. Oh, comics podcast and Nerdist mostly, which are two things I've kind of fallen off of recently. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the nerds started just becoming extras of of uh, of uh, of Chris Hardwick's just talk at his show, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as it just became like him interviewing the guests he had on that show, I'm like, okay, I I I'm not really I don't really need to be here anymore. Yeah, I think that like, I listened to that person and just like I think I'm I think I'm stuck. In, I think I've had enough Chris Hardwick. Enough dragging of him. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. No. 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 Nothing bad towards Chris Hardwick. It's just stuff. You know, times change, formats change, and yeah. the format he had at that point was not for me. Yeah. Points is never going to be a thing. Oh. That. Oh. Come on. I didn't mean that show. I meant his other show. Uh, I wasn't talking and about it, at midnight. I was talking about his. Uh, what is it? Talking with Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was making a joke. I'm like talking dead. This is not a point. We can probably cut out a lot of this crap. Cause, like, this is I, I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get let's close this before we go even more off topic. Fine. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to the Axon Archives. If you have any questions, or want to guess on the show, or just want to talk about Beast Wars, you can reach us on Twitter at Axon Archives or by email at axonarchives at gmail.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Podknife, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, we're still waiting to hear back from Spotify. Uh, or and check out our website at axelandofwestbout.com. If you want to follow either of us individually on Twitter, I'm at Dowfact. And I am at Discord underscore Inc. Uh, until next time, the Beast Wars continue. Beast or bot. <laughs>
We're still the baddest.